to Draco's Den, and it's time for another show. Um, and we're going to go through some more Reddit stuff because I'm getting a kick out of it at this point. But before I do harp on to any of um, the saved topics that I have on Reddit, uh, some Am I the Asshole threads and some other stuff that I found that I just find interesting. Um, it bears speaking on the state of the wrestling community, given that as I record this earlier today, um, we received an, an, the announcement that Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. has stepped down um, and has actually not just stepped down, he has retired officially from WWE. And this bears some commenting on. So, in case you had not heard the news or did not understand the news, yes, we know Vince McMahon is in the midst of a board investigation about his payoffs of some partners or whatever. We are aware of this. If you're not aware of this, basically, Vince McMahon has been found to have paid roughly $12 million to female employees or whatever in return for them signing an NDA, which at least one of them has violated, which is why all this shit has come out, but whatever. Ms. Amanda is now 77 years old, the founder of what we know as WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, formerly known as WWF World Wrestling Federation, before that, technically known as the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, owned by his father and his grandfather before him. He is a third-generation uh, promoter, which does mean I need to point out a couple things, because if you've seen SmackDown by now, you know Stephanie McMahon opened up the show and said something about Vince being the founder. He is not technically the founder, being that his grandfather started it under a different name. Vince changed the name, but he bought the company from his father. Um, as far as what him retiring means, his daughter Stephanie and the uh, fucking president or whatever, Nick Khan, will be co-CEOs and Stephanie is still the chairwoman of the board. The other thing that is of note, Vince McMahon is, is retiring from everything, not just the CEO and chairman board, you know, role, but he also is stepping away from creative and apparently was not at SmackDown for the first time in, I don't know, fucking ever. Um, we know that Triple H has been reinstated um, as the executive vice president of talent relations, meaning he is the guy in charge of hiring and firing. We, we don't know is who's actually going to head up creative. Um, Vince McMahon has always been the head of creative. Well, now that he's not there, the question has to be, will Stephanie take over that role? I can fucking guarantee Nick Khan is not. Um, will Bruce Pritchard stay in that role? Will they move Paul Heyman up into that role? Will somebody else step in? These are things that are not currently known and will have to be answered in, you know, the future. Um, as far as responses to that, 
It's been a lot of positivity from people that worked for Vince before, but I'm going to rip on Tony Khan for just a minute here. Hey, dickbag. Your tweet talking about you were officially the longest tenured CEO in wrestling? No, the fuck you're not. No, I'm sorry. You're really not. And even if you want to be like, well, I'm the longest active one, I don't, no one gives a shit, dipshit. How about instead of constantly trying to get Vince McMahon to acknowledge and notice you, instead of trying to get Nick Khan to notice and acknowledge you, Step up your fucking booking in your shit show of a company and stop worrying about what the ones that are ahead of you have going on. Because regardless of Vince McMahon stepping down, he has a system in place. WWE will continue to move on and continue to thrive because he set it up for success. Someone would have to actively work to kill it from within in order for it to die. Shut the fuck up, Tony Khan. Okay? No one asked your opinion. Because I'm pretty sure you got some skeletons in your closet that you probably don't want out. And not just the fact that you actually do everything you do off of your daddy's money because you've never actually made money yourself ever. Dipshit. Um, aside from that, every, you know, the wrestlers have been mostly positive. I haven't listened to uh, Dutch Mantel or Jim Cornette's take on it yet, but I imagine they weren't horribly negative. The timing is a little strange. But Vince McMahon is, in fact, 77 years old. He... Probably should have stepped down before this at some point, but it is what it is. I still hold no judgment at this point because all the facts of the situation have not been brought out. And what he does in his marriage ain't my goddamn business. And clearly, Linda McMahon has known about all of this shit. She may not have known about the NDA. She may not know specifics, but she's known what Vince has been doing for years. She chooses to say. Frankly, I feel like the rest of us should mind our goddamn business. Um, and I'm going to acknowledge the fact that, that realistically, everyone in my age group, and even some a little bit older, you're probably only a wrestling fan because of Vince McMahon, because Vince was the first to take wrestling national. So if he hadn't taken it national in the 80s, None of you fuckers would probably be wrestling fans because, let's be real, all the territories were eventually probably going to die out one way or another. And with the advent of, you know, cable TV and streaming and things that we have at this point, there's no way in hell territories would be able to survive the way they used to. So most of us are fans because of Vince McMahon's product. Or if you want to say, well, I was an NWA or I was a WCW fan. Okay, I'll give you that. But guess what? Again, Vince brought it national. Vince forced WCW to try to go national and to actually go national. You're probably a fan because of Vince McMahon, directly or indirectly. Deal with it, assholes. Um, it's not really a sad day because he's just he's retiring. And frankly, like he probably should go work on himself a little bit and all i'll say in addition to that is this whether or not the product of wwe actually gets any better because vince is gone or because of the tv 14 rating that's coming up remains to be seen i will maintain that the pg rating was not inherently the problem itself with 
WWE because if all you need was a TV 14 rating for wrestling to be good, AEW would actually be good, and it's fucking not. It's about time fans understand that you could run a wrestling product under a PG rating as long as you do it right. We'll see where WWE goes from here. And I'm not likely to talk too much more about anything except for this part of wrestling because this is actually interesting to me. I am interested to see who will step in as the head of creative. I would prefer to get rid of the quote-unquote creative department and just get fucking bookers back, but, you know, one thing at a time. We'll see how it goes. One thing to also mention in case y'all think Vince McMahon is really just gone-gone, um... He is still by far the majority shareholder. While he will not have the day-to-day duties and the overall effect of watching the business, I believe him maintaining his majority shares does mean that any major decisions the board has to make, i.e. if they need to remove someone or add someone to the board or name someone else, you know, CEO or chairwoman or chairman or whatever the fuck, Vince McMahon would ultimately have that say-so. So maybe not get too excited for those of you that have jumped on the idea that he must truly indeed be some kind of predator and he needs to go away and never come back. He ain't that gone. Just because he's not running shit on, on the day-to-day side doesn't mean that he can't step in if he wants to. I think y'all need to remember that. All right. Now, that's my one little bit on that. Let's get into some Reddit stuff. All right, so first one that I found here, and this is a short one, thankfully. Am I the asshole for having a vegetarian menu at my wedding? And it reads as follows. Me, 30-year-old female, and my partner, 30-year-old male, are getting married next September or and are in the early stages of planning. We have been vegetarian for a while now and would like to incorporate this into our day so we can eat everything on offer. We met with the caterers yesterday and created a menu that includes loads of delicious food that we love and will enjoy, nothing unusual, and have two choices for each course. My family especially seem outraged at the prospect of no meat being included and arguing that we need to think about what our guests want. I feel like I have lived on sides at restaurants many times and I should be allowed to have one day where I can eat food I enjoy and others can too. I've said that people can have a bacon sarnie before the wedding if it's that big a deal and it won't harm anyone to go one meal without meat. I feel like I'm going to be arguing about this with my family for the next 12 months. Am I the asshole? Um, and I'm going to read a couple of the responses before I give mine. So, top response, not the asshole. If you had a 100% meat-only menu, that might exclude folks from being able to eat. This is not that. Meat eaters won't die if they have one meal without meat in it. I'm speaking from experience. I once ate a salad for lunch and didn't die, so I know it'll be okay. And frankly, I'm not going to read any more of these shits because most of them are something like that. Here's my take on it. When you go out to restaurants, sweetie... The idea that you have to subsist on side dishes is a lie. Okay. Most restaurants, especially like the, you know, large chain restaurants or whatever that you sit down and eat in have vegetarian options. You didn't give those that prefer meat an option because 
it's your day. One could argue that you're the asshole in this situation. I refuse to agree with the commenters here. Um, people like me. And because you're vegetarian, now we got to come sit at your damn reception and not eat anything that we like. So you're already saying that you're probably going to hear about this for the next 12 months. It's because receptions are normally several hours long. And none of your guests, you know, those that are meat eaters will apparently not get to eat anything that they actually want to eat. And for you to say, you know, those are saying in the comments, oh, you won't die going one meal without meat. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Dietary things are a choice. Because on the flip side of that, if they did do an all meat only thing, you would be mad. So you're doing an all no meat you know, whatever the hell else vegetarian shit thing is coming on with. So I don't know if you're one of those that don't eat dairy and all that. Whatever. And you're like, oh, well, we gave two choices. But neither of the two choices include things that the guests would like because you two jackasses are vegetarian. So here is my response on that one. If all of your family refuse to come to your fucking reception, are you going to be mad at them? Because I personally would be the one that would be like, well... I'm going to come to the wedding ceremony, but I'm not staying for the damn reception because you want to serve fucking rabbit food. And just because you choose to subside off rabbit food doesn't mean I'm going to. And I'm not going to come sit at this damn reception for two, three, four, five, six hours and only eat salad or whatever other vegetarian crap you picked out because you didn't you didn't clarify what the options were here. But since you don't eat meat. And I do eat meat. I personally would be look at it like, yeah, you're kind of an asshole for it, but it's your day. And if you want to be an asshole about it, you be an asshole about it. But I'm going to be an asshole too, and I'm not coming to your damn reception. That would be how I would handle it instead of doing what your family's doing and bitching at you about it. I would say something once, like, so there's no meat on this menu? None at all? Okay, well, um, I'm a dip as soon as the wedding's over. Because I want fucking food. I want food that I like. I want food that's going to fill me. And since you only are concerned about food that's for you and you're doing the woe with me ass vegetarian bullshit of, oh, well, when I go places everywhere else, I subside on side dishes. No, the fuck you don't. It's a lie. You know it's a lie. Just admit it. You want to be an asshole. You want to be an asshole and just be like, well, I don't want any meat around me. Okay. You were entitled to do that. Personally speaking, I would be entitled to skip your damn reception. And on that one, I'm actually actually going to say both you and your family are assholes. You're the asshole because you knew it was going to be an issue. And you just want to force everybody to eat among your diet for one day to make your stupid ass little point. And your family's the assholes because they're sitting there arguing with you. Don't argue. Skip the reception. If nobody wants to come to the reception because you insist on a vegetarian thing, it becomes a waste of money. You either waste the damn money and just you, your husband, and whatever few vegetarian friends and family you have will come. And those of us that would prefer to have some goddamn meat with the damn vegetables will be like, okay, well, we're not coming. Seems like it would be easier for everybody involved. Now, this next Reddit thread is funny, but annoying. This one is titled, Am I the Asshole for Telling My Boyfriend's Sister Not to Put Her Arm Around Him when they take photos together. <sighs> this is going to be kind of 
stupid, but it's funny in a sad way. So it reads as thus. My female 23-year-old boyfriend, male 23, took me as his date to his sister, 25-year-old female's birthday dinner yesterday. At the dinner, my boyfriend's sister wanted to take a photo with him. However, during the photo, she put her arm around him and onto his shoulder. Surprisingly, she's a couple inches taller than him. I don't want people to think that she's my boyfriend's girlfriend. I told this to my boyfriend's sister and told her that in the future, she should just take pictures with my boyfriend without touching him. She just looked at me weirdly and said, um, sure, I guess. I think I might have seemed jealous of her. She added on by saying that people know that my boyfriend is her brother, so nobody would think they are dating anyways. I kind of feel bad and embarrassed for what I said, to be honest. Am I the asshole? I'm going to give you all the top comments, which kind of coincides with mine. And the first comment or the top one says, that's a scary level of, of insecurity. Hell no, I would get in, uh, hell no, I would not get in a relationship with someone this uh, sensible, not to say crazy. Okay, that one sucked, actually, because it was weird. Weirdly worded, but the next one says, yeah, she's got some serious insecurity issues. Maybe someone should suggest therapy to her so she can work through some of them. But at the end of the day, bitch, yes, you the asshole, and you deserve your ass beat. Um, she is his sister. You are so fucking insecure, so childish, so unprepared for a relationship that you are, in fact, jealous of his biological based on your description, sister. And I don't give a fuck if it's a biological sister, adopted sister, foster sister, chick that he's just been friends with so long they call sister. You so fucking insecure that you walked up with the audacity at his sister's birthday party and told his sister not to touch him while taking a picture with him. Now, I'm going to tell you this, you dumbass. You are grateful that his sister... Ain't like my sisters. Because my sisters would have beat your ass. I mean this with the fullest. Most ghetto implying implications of this. My sisters would have dragged Joe ass. All over whatever venue we were in. By the time I would have gotten to you. You probably wouldn't have been very recognizable. Because they would have whooped your ass. In addition to that. I would have dumped you. So not only are you the asshole, my advice to your boyfriend is to dump you immediately. And my advice to you is go get some fucking therapy, you dumb simpleton. It's his sister. And it's at her birthday party. So even if they don't look alike, it's at her birthday dinner surrounded by people that know they're fucking related, dummy. You're insecure, and I don't even give a shit why you're insecure. I don't give a fuck if he cheated on you before, and you just been putting up with... I don't give two shits. When you have the balls to go to someone's family member and tell them they can't touch them because other people might think they're dating, you need to be single. You need to be single and enrolled in therapy, and you need to be seeing the therapist multiple times a week. Because you got some deep embedded fucking issues there that are just like, come on, sweetie. My sister can't hug me. Hell, I might have dragged your ass myself if I'd heard that if I were in their shoes. I can guarantee you I would be a single motherfucker at the end of that, before the end of that dinner. Your feelings would have been real hurt. And so you'd have been real mad if she told her brother and her brother dumped your ass, right? But you deserve that shit because you have the audacity to tell his sister that she can't touch him. Bitch, do you not realize that before there was a you, there was a her? 
they've grown up together. She's probably seen him at his most embarrassing moments, his highest moments, his lowest moments. She's been around for all of this shit. I don't give a fuck how long you've been with him. You ain't been with him his whole life. She has. She's his sister. Now, I know, you know, there's an obvious Alabama joke in here about, you know, if y'all were down that way of, you know, incest or whatever. I'm not even going to go that route. Bitch, we're going to assume they're going to up and up their siblings. You're insecure. Get your life together, ho. All right, now this one's a little longer, but I had to cover this one because this was fucked up and has some layers to it to me. This one, am I the asshole for calling my ex-wife spiteful after she tried to convince me to sell our late son's apartment? This is a bit of a long one, so um, let's just get into it. It reads as thus, I'm 54 male, my ex-wife is a 52-year-old female. We have been divorced for over 15 years. We had a son together, Michael, who passed away this May at 22 years old. He's a firefighter and died at the job. Michael's girlfriend, Ilhan, Elon, I'll say Elon, is 21-year-old female and is pregnant due in October. Her very conservative parents kicked her out for getting pregnant outside of their religion. My ex was never fond of Elon and very reluctantly agreed to share the cost of an apartment with me when I said we should help them out with a deposit and the first few payments for their own place. This was just weeks before Michael died. Elon stayed in the apartment after his death. I told her already I'll help out any way I can. My ex approached me a few weeks ago and asked me to sell the apartment and get our money back. I told her Elon really needs it and deserves our help. We both have more than enough money. My ex asked me many t- asked me to sell many times in the past few weeks. Last week, we got into a fight about Michael's estate. She wants to sue Elon because she doesn't think she should get anything. She again asked me to sell the apartment. It's still in both our names. I told her I'll just pay her for her share of the apartment and let that be it. She gets her money then. She says she doesn't think Elon should have the apartment. I told her she is a spiteful and selfish asshole who cares about money and not her daughter-in-law and grandkid who literally will never know his dad. She cried, called me an asshole, and said I am insensitive about her loss. Top comment, not the asshole. Morally, and I'd imagine legally, Michael's unborn child is entitled to Michael's estate over anyone else. Original poster does respond to this one and says the estate, yes, but the apartment is mine and my ex's name, so it's not part of the estate. Morally, it 100% belongs to Elon. I want to point out a couple things here. Now, I may be pronouncing her name wrong. It's spelled I-L-H-A-N. That is a Muslim name. So let's go ahead and point out what this looks like to me. Your ex-wife is racist. She doesn't like her because she's Muslim. That's what it looks like to me. Based on the name, based on the conservative thing and the parents disowning her for getting pregnant before marriage. There are a couple of other, you know, faces that theoretically she could be, but I'm willing to bet she's probably from somewhere over in the Middle East or she practices the Muslim religion and was raised Muslim. Some, Some Muslim, maybe Hindu, you know, or something. Something very staunchly traditional, doubtful that they're Christian. 
doubtful that she's white. So that's red flag number one for me. Um, oh, let's be clear. You're not the asshole in this situation. She is. I don't give a fuck what her reasoning is for not liking this girl. And it doesn't sound like she has any. And I'm going to assume that she really doesn't have any other than what I just said. Because that's what I feel like it is. She doesn't like her because of her family and her background. And she's and your ex-wife sounds like a real uppity bitch. And then she told you you were insensitive about her loss. Let's be real. You, she, this isn't about her loss. This is about her being a bitch. You are willing to put this woman who is pregnant with your grandchild. The only one you're going to get, because you only got the one fucking kid, by the way, who is sadly passed on. So instead of honoring his memory and trying to do make some, and you don't have to like the girl, but you can at least be peaceful with her because she's the mother of your grandchild. And it's not her fault that your son died. He died in the line of duty. This isn't about your loss. This is about you exerting your will because then you, the guy, the original poster offers to buy you out so that you shut the fuck up if it's really about the money. It's not about that. It's literally, you just don't like this girl. You would rather see her and your unborn grandchild be homeless and hungry than allow them to stay in an apartment that you had already fucking agreed to pay for. And if you must redig, fine. Your ex-husband is willing to pay for it. Shut up and leave them alone. If you don't want to deal with her, you don't want to deal with the grandchild, fine. You were offered a way out. You have no right to sit there and be a bitch to this woman who, by the way, is pregnant by your son who has just passed. So while she's not grieving as a mother, she's grieving as a potential spouse. She's grieving because her child will never know his father. And you have the audacity to want to put her out and then want to say that she shouldn't get anything out of his estate. Mm, no, bitch. She's carrying his child. She should get something. What do you need it for? This is not about your loss. And this is why you are the asshole. You are completely and utterly the bitchiest asshole ever. And then you want to get, then you want to cry and call him, your ex-husband, insensitive about your loss. The whole situation isn't about your loss. It's about you being a bitch. It's about you wanting to exert yourself because you didn't like who your son ended up with. Get over it. Your son has passed. If you were really grieving, you wouldn't be sitting here worried about this damn apartment. And it's not even to say that you're not grieving, but that's not what this situation is about. This has nothing whatsoever to do with your grief. You just don't like this girl. And I'm going to maintain that you just racist. Because it really sounds to me like she's of, you know, she's either, she's some form of, of person of color and raised probably Muslim. Seems the most likely to me. Based on the name, based on being disowned by her family. So to the original poster, no, you weren't the asshole. You did what you should have done. Put her in her fucking place and told her basically that she's being an asshole for no damn reason because you don't like this girl. And again, the reason you don't like her no longer matters. If you don't like her and you don't want to deal with her and you don't ever want to deal with your grandson, fine. 
take the money from your ex-husband that he's offered to give you, shut your punk ass up, and go sit in your corner and wallow. Original poster, not the asshole. You're actually a really good parent and grandparent. All right, so that pretty much wraps this episode up as I do want to keep these when I'm discussing Reddit shorter because they are just short, fun, and quick responses. So that being said, usual spiel here. You know, if you want to send some suggestions, including if you manage to find a Reddit or other, you know, forum topic that might be interesting for me to discuss or other suggestions on show topics, then you can send them to me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Draco's Den uh, or my website at dracosden.com. Also, feel free to donate to keep the show moving. You can use the donate option on the Anchor version of the podcast to do a monthly donation or a one-time donation from my website, again, dracosden.com. That being said, I'm just going to go ahead and close things up here. Remind everyone to stay safe as there are new things popping up health-wise around this joint. In addition to COVID, now we got monkeypox to worry about, so keep yourself safe. Make your uh, choices that are best for you and your family. And we'll talk to you on the next show.